we hear about, you know, we hear about this growth mindset, have an open mind, try new things and all those things. And, and many people, even in job descriptions, ask for a growth mindset. And most of us don't know in practice how a growth mindset should look like, or if I want to have a growth mindset, how I should get that growth mindset. And that's what we are going to talk about today with Anne Fleur. And Anne Fleur is currently, she is risk analyst with Morgan Stanley. And I'm going to let her introduce herself. And before that, you know that you are listening to Empowered Women series. This is where we talk to inspiring women leaders like Anne Fleur and take inspiration from them for aspiring women leaders and have candid conversations so that we can learn from each other. It's all you, Anne Fleur. Thank you very much, Pranema. Thank you for having me. I've been following this initiative very closely and I've learned a lot from it already. So thank you as well for hosting this initiative and for this particular uh, topic now. To introduce myself, my name is Anna Fleur. I'm from the Netherlands, but I grew up in Belgium. Um, throughout my life, I've lived in quite a few places, ranging from Hong Kong to Shanghai, uh, Boston as well, where I met Pranima. And currently I'm living in Budapest in Hungary. When I describe myself, I normally use three words, which is curious, determined, and empathic. And I think this also resonates with the topic that we will be discussing today. I really love exploring new places, meeting new people, and kind of throwing myself into the unknown and see what happens. And my favorite question I would say is why? I always want to understand why things happen, why people do a certain thing a certain way. Um, I just really like to understand what happens around me. Um, so I think that is kind of me in a nutshell, a brief introduction about myself. Beautiful. And I agree with everything that you said. I know you as a curious person. I know you as an empathic person. And I love all those sides of you. So let's start with our topic. First of all, you know, because you, you enjoy asking why, let me ask you why. It's like, you know, open mindset, open heart and growth mindset and everything. Are, are these really necessary career skills? And why, if you think yes or no or whatever, why do you think so? That's my why. I definitely think that this kind of mindset is very important nowadays. Um, I think it's very as part of your career, but also to live your life to the fullest and also to make the biggest uh, possible impact on other people in a positive way. Uh, starting with the more obvious reason, um, I think that it's very important to have an open and growth mindset um, because in this way we are willing to take on new challenges and we should ask questions, connect with colleagues who may not be directly related to your project or your team. And through these challenges and interactions, we become exposed to so many learning opportunities, um, ones that I think we often wouldn't be exposed to if we would just stay in our comfort zone and not make ourselves feel uncomfortable. And yes, we may make mistakes. We may do things that we regret later on or think we could have done this in a better way. Um, but I think that's how we learn. We have to take on challenges. We have to make mistakes to be able to learn. Um, and I've definitely made my fair share of mistakes as well in my relatively short career. 
but I think I've learned more from these mistakes than I've learned from anything else. Um, and I think also that's why it's so um, often that we hear fail fast and fail often, especially in the entrepreneurial space, um, is how we learn. And I think this is just a really important mantra uh, to stick by and to remember. That's the, uh, so you gave one example that, you know, talk to, try to learn from your colleagues. And uh, so I want you to give us another example because that example, you know, although it is very specific, it still seems slightly vague. It's like, you know, I might say that I'm all the time, I'm so busy. How do I get time to, how do I make time to learn from my colleagues? And what do I learn from them? Like, you know, what do I learn from them? So can you give us some, a very specific example on what does growth mindset look like to you? How does it look in practice? I think one important thing is to always listen and observe others. I think this is really underrated. For example, when I sit next to my manager in the office and he's manager, which doesn't really involve me, I really try to listen to not only what they are saying, but how they are saying it, how are they communicating, what is the body language, and what is the type of tone that they're using. This, these may seem really specific and not that relevant, but I think other people interact and communicate, this has helped me a lot. Um, and one, I would say bigger um, example is when I moved abroad to Hong Kong for the first time. I was always a person that really enjoyed being home when my friends would go out party. Of course, sometimes I would join, but I would also be perfectly fine just staying at home with my family, watching a movie, playing board games. Um, and I think as a result, I was maybe not as independent when I was 18 as my friends were. Um, so I think making that step and going abroad, living in Hong Kong and studying there for my exchange semester uh, was really kind of a jump into the unknown. I didn't know the place. I'd never been to Asia. I didn't know there. So I think just sometimes thinking about what you can learn from, what is it that you really want to do in your life, just taking that moment and really understand what it is that you want to do. And at that point it was, putting myself in an uncomfortable position and seeing where I would go. I think this is really important, especially early on in your career. Um, so I think this is maybe the moment that I felt most uncomfortable uh, going to Hong Kong, but it's definitely an experience I will never forget that I really embrace speaking with locals. Um, I plan my classes in a way that I could travel almost every weekend and really get to explore Southeast Asia. And I just really now treasure the adventures itself, um, but also the lessons that I learned from those around me, the development that I made, um, and also just the people that I was able to meet and that I was fortunate enough to learn from and connect. So you're saying, uh, so you're saying, you gave an example of travel. You gave an example of, oh, actually there were like a lot of examples in there in your one example. So you are saying travel, if possible. You are saying step out of your comfort zone. That's not if possible, that you have to do it. Yes, agreed. And uh, so uh, here is my question. Like, let's look at travel. Let's look at travel. I remember 
or maybe it's true right now also, like people actually used to run away from careers which would involve a lot of traveling and or or some amount of traveling or traveling from, you know, from their place where they live to some other place which is not very attractive place. Do you think... I don't know why I said that, but it was important to mention it. I, I think the things are changing. I think mm-hmm. the things are changing. People do, some people just, or maybe, you know, the. I am now more close to people who enjoy traveling and they want to travel and they want to take up jobs which involve traveling. Do you think it is, you said that, you know, to have a growth mindset, it is important to travel, which also has kind of, or let me ask you this question. Do you think it has any negative impact, you know, travel? Does it have any negative impact on your career? I think one aspect that can have a negative impact is, for example, in an interview when um, a certain hiring manager looks at your CV and sees that you've been traveling around a lot, it may create a negative image of, is this person willing to stay with us for a longer period of time? And I think when this question is asked, you should always be honest. Um, I would never say in an interview something uh, just to make the other person happy, because in the end, if they hire you for the wrong reason of being there, you're probably not going to be happy. So I think if you get asked this uh, question, whether you're likely to stay with the firm for a longer period of time, if you're willing to travel, um, if your priority is to travel, I think you should just be very honest and um, tell them if you want to travel that you want to travel and maybe you won't stay with the firm for five or ten years uh, but at least your expectations are aligned if it doesn't work out it probably wasn't meant to be because you want to travel and if that doesn't fit with the role then it wasn't meant to be so I would definitely say that this may be the negative impact um, but I think how you handle it and what your response is is in your own control and you can direct the conversation in a way that fits with your personality and with your needs and wants at that time of your career path. I agree with you. I agree with you and I have an opinion on this that uh, I feel like even the hiring practices of, you know, if you're asking for, you can't ask for growth mindset and at the same time have on the other side perceived person as, you know, this person is not settling down because that is the indication of growth mindset that, uh, that, you know, travel, for example, like travel, it just sounds like one word, but it has so much packed into it. Like when you travel, not travel as in as a tourist to a place, but mm-hmm. when you completely go to a different place, you change your culture, you change your habits, you change your perspective, you change your language, you change your food, everything changes. And that makes you like that helps you grow up so much faster. Definitely. I really agree with that. I see with that, for example, the experience going to Hong Kong. I think the amount of progress I've made with self-awareness, developing myself in those six months, is probably bigger than the 18 years before that. So I definitely agree with that, that through travel, Of course, it also depends on how you travel, how long you live somewhere, if you interact with locals and those kind of things. But I think just the independence you get from it, uh, cultural understanding, broadening your horizons, and those kind of 
positive aspects far outweigh the potential negative aspects associated with traveling or living abroad? I, I think I, I, I don't see it as negative. I, I just think of it as a perception thing or, mm-hmm. or I have an opinion that, you know, like a lot of, a lot of hiring practices in many places, not all places, in many places are still very traditional and, and, and the roles that they are looking for are very innovative, very creative very different from the traditional. So there has been a, a huge gap between how they create a job description and what actually they're looking for. And, and, and that's where the you know, job description, not just in a way what they write, but in a way what they understand, what kind of person they're looking for. Job, job description, you know, like a website is just a, an indication of what's happening inside is just portrayed outside. It's just the messaging. So that's, I, I am, you know, while you're saying all these things, that's what I'm thinking about here that, you know, like if someone was to hire a person with a growth mindset and that person, all that person did for last 10 years is live in five different places, how would you assist that person? Is it, is it a plus or is it a minus? And I, I definitely think it's a plus because uh, because other than everything else, there is one thing that I have observed in you specifically, which is uh, you stay in touch with people really well. And I, I try to. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a, I, I, I don't know where it came from. I don't, and it's a very exceptional quality. I don't see it in a lot of people. And I think for you, it might have come from traveling to different places and making so many friends and, you know, taking piece of that life everywhere where you go. You can, you know, you can say that, no, you're wrong. That's not why I keep in touch with people. No, that's so interesting, actually, that you mentioned that because I've, I've never really thought about it because it kind of comes naturally to me now. I feel like, for example, sending an email to you, just to see what's happening, what events are going on. It's, I'm just really curious and I want to know. So it kind of comes naturally, but now that you mentioned it, I definitely think that this could be a reason because if I look at some of my childhood friends who, for example, stayed in Belgium most of their lives, they still have their same friends. They can meet up whenever they like, but I don't really have that safe place I can go back to because I've moved around so much. So I think my safe place in that case is just trying to stay in touch with people. And if I end up traveling to the same place or going somewhere where someone lived that I met before, um, I try to stay in touch and meet up with them. So I definitely agree with you. And I think that's uh, perhaps one of the main reasons why I really try to stay in touch because that would be my safe place and it's my way to stay connected with people. Yeah, and something that people should, you know, like travel, growth mindset, all those things, that's one part, but right now especially right now when everyone is working virtually you don't really have you know your colleagues or a lot of us don't see that many friends and stuff like that that habit i guess will be useful for everyone just for your own sanity to find your own constant because all of us need that safe space what you call a safe space i call as my constant like you need some placeholder in your life 
that you can go back to some people that you can go back to whatever whenever you feel like in whatever shape and form you feel like exactly i feel like with some people you've gone through certain experiences you've traveled with them you went through challenging times with them and that just gives you a unique connection with that person and if something happens in your life something unique happens whether it's um, negative or positive i think there's always one person that pops into your mind first that you want to share it with, want to talk about it with, or um, so I definitely think it's important to stay in touch with those people you really connected with and have similar values as, and um, who just bring positivity to your life in general as well. Okay, so now I have now I have very last question for you, and thank you so much. Thank you so much for talking about everything and explaining it so well and giving very practical examples. And yet I'm going to ask you a question, which is, you know, if someone was to start developing growth mindset from tomorrow, like what advice would you give that person? The biggest advice I can give is to be curious. And what I mean with that is ask questions, whether it's to strangers you meet at the supermarket or to someone you're sitting next to at work or someone you haven't spoken to in years, um, but also to go to places, to meet people. And as we talked about before, to throw yourself into the unknown. I think really one important aspect that I mentioned before when I introduced that I think is just really, really important and underrated is empathy. And I think through meeting people with different perspectives, going to places you have never been to before, you really start to broaden your horizons and it becomes easier to put yourself into someone else's shoes. And I'm actually reading a book now written by a former FBI hostage negotiator. And he also mentioned that even in his experience, empathy made such a impact on these negotiations and the same impact um, can happen as well in relationship with your friends, romantic relationships, relationship with colleagues. So I think by putting yourself in uncomfortable positions and exploring and meeting people and understanding these different perspectives, you create something called empathy, which I think is really a key um, in life to develop and maintain relationships. That is, what's that book called as? It's called Never Split the Difference. Wow. It's really interesting. He starts with kind of a hostage situation and what tactics were used and how this can be applied to real life, whether it's in your personal life or anything work-related. I'm going to read it. I'm it's really read good. It. And I do believe in it. Like, I do believe that one is, you know, what you talked about, curiosity. Yes, ask questions. At the same time, ask questions in Anflor way. Like, Anflor has this extremely genuine you're extremely genuine person so your questions are always real curious and real questions that you're actually curious about they were never they are never questions for the sake of questions and most people that you ask question to no matter where you meet them are smart people and if you ask them a fake question they like people can tell fakeness of people and, yes. and instead of empathy, you are going to go ex exactly opposite of empathy. So. Yes, definitely agree. <laughs> of course, there's no point in asking a question if you're not interested in the answer. So I definitely agree that 
questions must come from the right place and you must be willing to listen. Otherwise, there's no benefit to asking the question in the first place. So I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think I read an article, someone, I think maybe Sat posted something on uh, LinkedIn, which was about, uh, like most people ask, how are you? And they don't really mean it. They don't really want to know how are you. It's like saying a way of saying hi. And uh, since then, I have become slightly more mindful of uh, when I ask, how are you? Do I really want to know this person, how that person is doing? So even the casual questions that we ask, if we start being, I am mindfully trying to be genuine in that question. So when I ask Anne Fleur how she is, I want to really know how you're doing. I think article yesterday where it mentioned the saying that do we really care when we ask how are you or is it just kind of become a habit to ask how are you? The tip then was to instead of asking how are you, whether it's on the street or whether you're talking to someone at work, is to ask something more specific like how was your weekend? How did that conversation go with your mother or of course it depends on how close you are with that person but asking something more specific I think is way more effective at building relationships and getting more more insightful answers so I've also started paying more attention to this and I've seen myself as well that I enjoy it when other people ask more specific questions so I definitely think it has a positive impact to ask more specific and insightful questions yes Obviously, you read the article and I did not. <laughs> you got the moral of the story, which is important. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and I like that idea. I like that idea because, you know, it, one is that you really need to care about that person because you actually need to remember things about that person. And you won't remember things about people if you didn't care about them. Like, whatever the reason might be why you care and why you remember, you would remember only if you care. And you can ask those questions only if you remember the stuff. Like, I need to remember who is in Aunt Fleur's family. I can't ask, you know, if she doesn't have a sister, I can't ask her about her sister, so. Yeah, or how was your holiday? Just these small things that make such a difference. Building a specific company culture of care and understanding. And so I think it's really important to have these kind of people that really care about other people and really want to support other people. So I definitely agree with that as well, yeah. Yeah. I want to have another conversation, not today, but I would love to have another conversation about, you know, like specifically about your job and working at Morgan Stanley and working as a risk analyst and how it goes and what you do and what actually it is and all that stuff. Because many finance-related jobs are slightly like, they are vague for most people mm -hmm. who do not understand whether they are they they qualify for it or not qualify for it and what are the qualities we should have this conversation separately but that sounds good yeah always yeah. happy to talk to you so <laughs> me too me too it's another excuse to have a conversation <laughs> much for sharing this today thank you so much for sharing this and i do enjoy talking to you always because you know obviously the one reason is that you're such a genuine person and always you know your intentions and your everything is in the right place so thank you
And same goes to you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I always enjoy speaking with you as well because of your optimism and always smiling and always interesting things to share. So thank you very much.